Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here is a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Now all those that believe in Jesus, when the Father looks at you, he looks at the blood. Hallelujah. He sees you through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, denoting that you are forever righteous, that you are forever cleansed, that you uh, that you are forever sanctified. Glory to God. And he is in the process of glorifying the body of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. That's why I try to tell people, if you are in Christ, there's nothing wrong with you. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, good evening, everybody. Good evening. Welcome once again to another Thursday night Bible study right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. You know what? I'm excited that you decided to join me once again. We're going to have a great time tonight. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to start off tonight with a word of prayer and with the blowing of the shofar in just a few moments. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this time that you've given us to gather around your word. Lord, we pray tonight that you would speak to us by your spirit, that you would lead us into all truth and show us things to come. And Father, we declare right now that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Tonight we receive faith. We receive your great love. We receive perfect love, for perfect love casts out fear. We thank you, Lord, that perfect love casts out all fear. So we are safe and secure in you. And Lord, I pray tonight for a divine impartation of your presence, a fresh fire upon your people, a fresh anointing upon your people, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Fill us once again, fill us once again with power, courage, and conviction to proclaim the message of Jesus Christ all around the world. We love you so much, and we give you praise tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Well, let's go ahead and do our blowing of the shofar tonight. We don't do it always on uh, Thursday nights, but we will do it tonight. Ready? All right, here we go. Praise God in the highest. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. You know, there's something about the sound of the shofar that brings us to attention. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes when I'm even at home and I, I have the shofar there at home, I have another one at home. And uh, many times if I'm there and I blow my shofar, I have a little cat. I'm telling you, when I blow it, she does she stops whatever she's doing. She just looks up. I'm telling you, she comes to attention. Uh, hallelujah. It's amazing to see. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. You guys ready? All right. Well, as you know, we've been in a series for the last, this is part number 10, the last 10 weeks uh, entitled Overcoming Our Fears. And again, this is part number 10. 
Last week, we talked about perception, and we're going to continue in that on uh, this week. But before we do, let's go ahead and go to our affirmation. So for those of you that are joining us by way of the YouTube, uh, you can read along with us. Those of you that are joining us on the Periscope and Roku and however else you're viewing, we greet you in Jesus' name. Those of you that are joining us by way of radio and podcast uh, or CD, we greet you in the name of Jesus. You guys are a part of this service tonight. Glory. So if you can't see the words, just repeat after me, okay? All right. And if you can, just read along with me. And it goes like this. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I have been washed by the blood of Jesus. The greater one lives in me, and I am yielded to his spirit. Therefore, I shall always overcome be triumphant and excel in all matters of the kingdom. Today, I declare I am fearless, bold, and safely secured in the Father's love for me. Glory to God in the highest. You did a great job as usual. Thank you so much for being a part of this service tonight. So again, let's talk about perception. What do you see? What do you see? Uh, and we gave some keys last week, and I'll just go over just a few things tonight. Remember, uh, okay, of course, if you didn't hear part nine, eight, seven, six, all the way back to one, go back and do that. I believe it will bless you. All right. The key to overcoming our fears is in rising above them, is in rising above them. When we fear, we choose to ignore the power of God and the faithfulness of God and we choose to give more credit or we choose to give more honor because that's what uh, a part of the definition of fear is honor, uh, respect, or reverence. We choose to reverence or honor more the things that we can see than the one that we cannot see. Remember, our Father has all power. Praise God Almighty. And you have access to that power in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. But when we choose to fear we choose to ignore his sovereign authority and his faithfulness. He's always been there for you. We choose to ignore that, and we give more honor to the things that we can see, touch, taste, smell, hear, to the false evidence that's around us. Got me? But listen, in order uh, for us to develop, in order for us to be developed in choosing father instead of fear, in order, you have to be developed in order to choose father instead of fear. That is, uh, let me say it this way, the time to be ready is not the time to get ready, okay? The time to be ready is not the time to get ready. I gave this example before. <clears throat> if you are, <clears throat> excuse me, if you are uh, going to pick someone up for work and uh, you both work at the same place and you know you have to be there at five o'clock, uh, you tell the individual, well, it takes us 30 minutes to get to work from here, so I'll see you at 4.30. Well, when you pull up to their house at 4.30, you don't expect them to just be getting up from the bed and stretching and saying, you know what, I'm going to start getting ready now. No, the time to be ready is not the time to get ready. That is, you know your enemy is going to come. You know fear is going to come. 
You know what it does. You know what it's done in your life. So we have to prepare before that time comes. So we have to be developed in our faith, developed in the word. That is, we have to know what is written and have that in our hearts so that we may uh, confront the enemy with what is written. The devil has no defense against the word of God. He has no defense against the blood of Jesus. But we have to be developed in our faith, developed in our faith, developed in our relationship with Father. uh, Or else, when that time of temptation comes, we'll fall to fear. We will leave the one that is fully qualified, that is fully faithful, that is, has all power, we'll forsake him and go right over and believe more in what we see instead of the one that we don't see. Am I making sense? You got me? All right. So the time to be ready is not the time to get ready. All right. When the tempter comes, you must know what is written. You must know what is written. And let's go ahead and look at that for a minute. We've talked about that. Let's go ahead and go back into uh, Matthew, the fourth chapter, Matthew 4. And let's go ahead and look at verses 1 through 11. This is when the Lord Jesus Christ is being tempted there. And uh, he's been fasting 40 days and 40 nights. And of course, he's led up into the wilderness to be tempted, led up of the spirit into, into the wilderness into the wilderness, nom, 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 uh, to be tempted of the enemy. So let's go ahead and read this, and, and we'll pick some things out. But I want you to see how Jesus confronted the devil, how he confronted him, and how he confronted him by knowing the word. Not only did Jesus, of course, know the word, he is the word. Uh, but, you know, he is our example, should I say, and he's our example And this is the way Jesus defeated the enemy, and this is the way that you and I will also defeat the enemy, okay? By having that word in us, by being developed in that word, finding that word, know where that word is, and know how to fire it right back at the enemy. Remember, the devil has no defense against the word of God, and he has no defense against the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. No defense against the blood of Jesus. Oh my goodness, I can say so much more about that. Uh, but we'll maybe next time. All right. So Matthew 4, verse 1 through 11 says this. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, what? Say with me, it is written. Say it again. It is written. Say it again. It is written. One more time. It is written. All right. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Verse five. Then the devil taketh him up into uh, the holy city. And, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, now the devil's trying to use this against the word. He's trying to use the word against the word. Listen to this. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, least at any time, Thou dash thy foot against a stone. 
Verse 7, Jesus answered. Jesus said unto him, it is written. Again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Now, when the devil quoted the scripture, he's quoting here from Psalm 91, and he's quoting that scripture out of context all day and night. He's trying to convince Jesus that this is the correct use of this scripture, and it is not, not by a mile. Are you hearing me? So the devil brings up something, and, but the Lord knows the context of the scripture. He knows the word, and he knows that the enemy is trying to tempt him with this, and he says, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Why would I cast myself down? Why would I, why would I expose myself to, to danger? Because when, when the Bible talks about this in, in Psalm 91, <clears throat> He's saying, uh, and it goes on um, in the scripture, says that no evil shall befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. That's actually the, the context of the scripture. So the enemy didn't even quote the entire verse. He just quoted uh, bits and pieces of it. So when the angels are there in Psalm 91, they're there to guard you in the way that you go. They're there to guard you from dangers uh, unseen, unknown, or seen and known. They're there to guard you and keep you safe. God ordered them and ordered them to keep you safe during uh, terrible times of a plague and disaster. He ordered them, he's, and he has ordered them and, has, and is ordering them for you and I to keep us safe during those times. Now, here's the devil saying, hey, go throw yourself off. Well, that's not the way that God has called me to go, right? So he would be in effect, if Jesus did that, fall to the enemy's temptation, he would be casting himself down. Of course, he would be tempting God. So that's not what the Lord's saying here. Uh, so that's why, of course, he did not fall to the enemy's temptation because he knew that the devil had pulled this scripture out of context. All right. And, and misused it altogether. So Jesus said, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Verse number eight. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And saith unto him, all these things I, will I give thee. If thou wilt fall down and worship me, how did Jesus answer that? Then said Jesus unto him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. So again, when the time of fear comes, you're going to have to know the word. All right, let's say you are fearful of this uh, pandemic. You're fearful of getting the virus. You're fearful of getting the virus. Well, you can already have a scripture in your heart. You can already have, I love Psalm 91, I believe verse number three. Let's go ahead. Let me go ahead and get that in, in my Bible. Go ahead and pull up Psalm 91 in yours. And uh, I believe it's Psalm 91 verse three that you can be wonderfully, I mean, you can really quote this. All right, yeah, Psalm 91 verse 3 says this. He says, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, that's the trap of the hunter, and from the noisome pestilence. Noisome pestilence, that talks about plagues, viruses. 
So when the fear of contracting this disease uh, comes up to you, you hear something on the news or you hear about something that happened to someone else and fear begins to rock your world. Fear tries to come in and knock on your door. You meet it with surely. I mean, I love the word surely because it's such a very powerful word. It means definitely. It says surely some that you can say it is written in Psalm 91, verse number three. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noise and pestilence. You can say it this way. Surely he shall deliver me of a surety. He will deliver me and my family from the snare or from the trap of the hunter and from uh, the noise and pestilence or from disease. Jesus and plagues. That's what it's talking about. So you can say, surely it is written in Psalm 91 verse 3, he shall deliver me from the hunter's trap and from noisome pestilence or from viruses. Hallelujah and diseases. You say it is written. And notice Jesus had to say it over and over and over again until the tempter left. In the final temptation, Jesus said, get behind me. Get the hints. I'm done with you. I'm not playing with you. Get out of here. You're going to have to say the same thing. It is written. Hallelujah. And I love, I believe, um, let's see here, also uh, verse number 10. It's also very excellent uh, when, you deal with, uh, when you deal with these fears concerning the virus. Verse 10 says, verse 10 and 11, really, and we just quoted that earlier. Verse 10 and 11 of Psalm 91 says, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Memorize that. Keep it to heart. Um, write it on something. Keep it in your heart. Say it, over and, say it over again and over again and over again. Say it over again. So when the enemy comes to tempt you with that, you say the word of God declares it is written in Psalm, Psalm 91, verse number 10, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. You can say that and you make that word personal because the word of God is written for you. Hallelujah. Written to you, should I say. God wrote this word to you. It's not to the world. It's to the believer. These are God's covenant promises, our father's covenant promises to his children. That's why you got to get in the word to know what he said. Hallelujah. So you can declare it is written. It is written. It is written. Well, if you have something with, a, let's say, sickness and, and the doctor just gave you a terrible report, he just gave you a terrible report and, and you're wondering what you're going to do. Well, you know, or you get some sort of symptom again. And remember that um, symptoms, the enemy can use uh, symptoms to try to swage your thinking, telling you that you got it. When the word of God says that you don't got it. Are you hearing me? Well, when you feel these things come up and, you, and sickness rocks your body and, and pain hits you, well, you can declare it is written. The enemy may say you may hear words of cancer or, or so-and-so felt like this and they died. You say, it is written. It is written. One thing for sickness you can say here is, of course, First uh, Peter uh, chapter 2, verse, verse number 24. 1 Peter 2.24. Now, again, I'll, I'm just giving you a few things here that you can use. And when you get a chance, 
you can do a search on your in your uh, internet browser of scriptures to that relate to whatever uh, condition or whatever area that the devil is tempting you in, uh, or or where wherever he knocks uh, on the wall to bring fear in. Okay, you know because we can be stronger in one area but weaker in in another. Okay, you may be fine with all the you're not concerned about virus and all that stuff. But maybe you're weaker in the area of finances. Maybe you're stronger in finances, but, but, but you're having difficulty with relationships and family drama. Well, find that word. Find that word as it relates to the situation that you're going through. If you know the enemy is coming again, and he, and he always does the same thing, he hits you in the same place because it worked last time, so he knocks again in that same area. But this time when he comes to your door and knocks, you're going to have, it is written. And you're going to allow the word of God to sure your foundation against the enemy. <clears throat> Again, let's go to first Peter, the second chapter, verse 24. So again, uh, sickness comes and racks your body or hurts you. You feel this pain and you think that, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm going to die. Let's go ahead and declare this. We can actually, actually declare two verses here. Uh, but let's go, um, 1 Peter 2, verse 24 says, <clears throat> Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Hallelujah. I love this. The Lord deals with the sin. He delivered you from the sin, and he healed your body. That's, that is so wonderful, and that's another matter altogether, how the Lord does that. He assures you that he's dealt with your sin, and then he heals you. Glory to God. You have to deal with the, the sin issue, knowing that you are righteousness, knowing that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, knowing that you are the redeemed, knowing that you are blameless in the sight of God because of what Jesus has done for you with his blood. And once you have that settled in your heart, that you are loved and accepted in the presence of God, it is easier for you to receive healing. It is easier for you to receive from the Lord when you know that God is not mad at you, when you know that he is not after you. He's not a, a gray-haired gray -haired man up in heaven with the lightning bolt ready to strike you down the moment you do something wrong. No, if you are in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are indeed a part of the body of Christ, you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your heart should cry out, Abba, Father. It should be a cry unto you for intimacy with God. Hallelujah. And even when you sin, there's something in you, the Spirit of God within you, that won't allow you to rest in the muck and the mire, because the Holy Spirit continues to convict you of righteousness, telling you uh, who you are and what Christ has done for you. You may not understand it all, but you know you have a desire from desire to rise from where you are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And be fully restored in the presence of the Father. Glory. But understand something. Uh, Jesus has dealt with the sin issue he condemned sin in the he condemned sin in the flesh. Uh, Romans eight two, he dealt with that. He let's look at it again. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. Why did he do that? 
that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness. Hallelujah. Jesus took your sins away. Hallelujah. He bore your sins. He carried your sins down into the, into the uh, lower parts of the earth, and he, bore, and he burned them up in the lake of fire. And on the third day, he rose again, uh, completely sanctified, and completely cleansed. Hallelujah. All those sins washed away from him completely, burned up, dealt with. And he, as your high priest, rose from the dead, as we said, the third day and stood before the father, presenting his own blood before the throne of grace. And because of that blood, he as the high priest stood before the father and he made intercession for us. Now, all those that believe in Jesus, when the father looks at you, he looks at the blood. Hallelujah. He sees you through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, denoting that you are forever righteous, that you are forever cleansed, that you uh, that you are forever sanctified. Glory to God. And he is in the process of glorifying the body of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. That's why I try to tell people, if you are in Christ, there's nothing wrong with you. But as a matter of fact, there's everything right with you because of what Jesus has done for you with his blood. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with God and there's nothing wrong with the word of God. And my friends, there's nothing wrong with you because Jesus has made you whole. Hallelujah. We've just got to believe that and let that be settled in our hearts that he has dealt with the sin issue. He has taken your sins away. Hallelujah. But why am I still sinning? Why am I still doing this? Because we've not yet been perfected in, uh, in our walk with Christ. It's a daily walk of maturity, a daily walk of maturity. Hallelujah. That's the only reason why, because we're not fully matured, not fully uh, developed in the image of Christ in the natural. Now, your spirit man is you look exactly like him spiritually, but your walk with God. This is the thing that the Holy Spirit is teaching you every single day. He's leading you through the word. He's leading you through your prayer sessions. He's leading you. He's teaching you to become more and more like Christ. This is the maturing process that takes place day after day after day. All you got to do is follow him and you become like him. Hallelujah. You got me? Oh my God. So you can declare when that sickness comes, Jesus has took my, has bore my sins and by his stripes, I am healed. You can declare it is written. Jesus has borne my sin. Jesus took my sins away and by his stripes, I am healed. Or you can say as first Peter says, by his stripes, I was healed. And because I was healed, that means that I am healed. I received that in Jesus name. Now it's important again that you deal with the sin issue because if you don't deal with it and know that your sins have been uh, dealt with in the body of Jesus Christ, if you don't do that, then the devil can come up with condemnation. Oh, look what you did last week. Oh, look what you did last night. Oh, I thought you were a Christian. Listen to those things that you're thinking. You know, <laughs> let me tell you something and we've said this before, but let me say it again. You cannot stop uh, thoughts from coming to your head. And not every thought that you think originated from you. The enemy is very masterful at uh, bringing thoughts in. But again, as we said, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you cannot, but you can stop him from making a nest in your head. Amen. You can't stop yourself from 
uh, from the thought from coming, but you can stop yourself from thinking it. Hallelujah. So as we stop the enemy, stop evil thoughts, we're also bringing to front, bringing, um, bringing up good thoughts, bringing up the word of God. So when the time of testing comes, we will be ready. Oh, my Lord. I hope that you got that tonight because whew, that wasn't what I had planned to do. But the spirit of God, I believe the Holy Spirit is in this all the way. And I believe that our time has gone for the night. So we'll pick this, pick up on this on next time, and, we'll, and we will continue talking about perception. Glory to God. We'll continue talking about that on next time. But I, what I want you to realize, again, that you must be ready. Must be ready. If you have to take a pen and a paper and write down the areas where the enemy has been defeating you, where you have the greatest fear, Write those things down, those areas, and then find the word as it relates to that. Yeah, Lord, let's do one more. Let's go back to Psalm 91. If the enemy comes to you and, and says, you know, you're going you're gonna to die early, just like, just like your mom, your dad, just like your uncle. You're going you're gonna to die young. You, you, you're going to die. You're going to die. Well, you come back when the devil comes and knocks at your door with that. When he comes with that, you meet him with, it is written. Let's look at Psalm 91. I love this. And there are other scriptures in the Bible, other covenant promises that God has given to you. All right. So let's look at this. Psalm 91. Let's look at verse number 16. I love this because you know, I just I really, really get really love Psalm 91. I have a whole series, as a matter of fact, uh, called God's Divine Protection Plan. You can find it on our YouTube channel on our website. Uh, Roku channel podcast. You can find it. God's divine protection plan. And I believe it had 13 or 14 parts or so, but check it out. I believe it's going to bless you. But look at this Psalm 91 verse number 16. It says with long life, will I satisfy thee and show him my salvation? All right. So now what qualifies you to enter into these blessings? Jesus. Jesus is the qualifier. Hallelujah. Jesus is the qualifier. All right. So he says here, with long life, will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? So when the enemy comes and says, you know, you're going to you're going to die. You're not going to you're not going to live throughout the night. You're going to die in here. And all these the fear of death just comes upon you and it, and, and it just rocks your world. Then you pick up the word of God and declare it is written in Psalm 91, verse 16. With long life will he satisfy me and show me his salvation. The father promises for me that I would have long life. Jesus said, Jesus said unto me uh, in John 10, he said, the, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you would have life and have it more abundantly. I receive it abundant life that Jesus has promised me. And I declare that is written. Jesus said, I'll have an abundant life. Hallelujah. And I receive that now. You got me? You declare that word over and over again, but don't wait until the time of tempting comes to say it. Say it all the time. Glory to God. Say it all the time. Say it in the morning. Say it in the noonday. Say it at night. Declare the word of God. What are you doing? You're getting ready. You're getting ready. You're getting ready. So when the time of temptation comes, what? You're going to say, stop in the name of love. Yeah. Buy my record. 599. No. 
Anyway, you got what I'm saying, right? You can say stop. You can say no. This will not come to pass. You're going to stand up for your rights and privileges. Glory to God. Now, remember, just because it's written does not mean that it will manifest in your life. You have to take that word and believe that word, put it in your mouth and declare that word. Believe in what you're saying. Declare it. And then you're going to see the fruit of it. Amen. All right. Well, as we close out tonight, let's go ahead and have ourselves a word of prayer. Father, I thank you in Jesus name for tonight's Bible study. Father, I pray that your spirit has brought things back to people's uh, remembrance, uh, the things that you have said to them before in the past. And Lord, I pray that you will lead to take us on here from now and, and take us on even further into doing and saying and being. Lord, I pray that you will continue to, to give your people the rich revelation of who Jesus is and what he accomplished for them with his blood. And Lord, that we will walk in your truth. And Lord, I do take authority over the spirit of fear, uh, over, over the spirit of worry. <clears throat> and Lord, I declare over your people, even the words of Psalm 91, that no evil shall befall them, neither shall any plague, coronavirus, or any other virus, COVID-19, or anything else, come near their dwelling. For you have given your angels charge over them to keep them in all their ways. They bear them up in their hands, lest they dash their foot against a stone. Lord, I declare them safe and sound and protected. Lord, I declare that Jesus is our Passover lamb. And because Jesus is our Passover lamb, we declare we eat the flesh of the lamb and we, we strike his blood upon the doorposts and sideposts of our homes. And we declare, Lord, that we are safe and secured and that this plague will pass over. Thank you, Lord, that you would deliver us, that you deliver us from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. You deliver your people. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for delivering your people. Thank you, Father, for showing yourself strong. Bless my friend tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, we're going to leave tonight with the <clears throat> blowing of the shofar. We're going to go out with the shofar. We came in with the shofar. We're going to go out with the shofar. But before we do that, I want to let you know that we love you so very much. Don't forget to go to our website at kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. There you can find this message and all the, the rest of the, the messages in the series, okay? And while you're there on the website, if the Lord leads you, uh, click the donate button there or the give button at the top right-hand corner of the site, and you can give into the ministry and uh, play a part. Anything that you do would be well-received, and we thank you so very much. Give as generously as the Lord has, has blessed you to do, and I know that he will also bless you richly. All right? Let's go with the shofar. Here we go. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today, only he can make a way. I'll see you on the next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. 
We'll see you on the next time.